Hey dreamers, this is your host Barry Miracle. Welcome to Wake Up Into Your Dream. It's time to wake up out of the nightmares of normality and wake up into God's divinely designed dream for your life. Jump on this podcast today and let's discover God's awesomeness waiting for you. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to Wake Up Into Your Dream. This is Barry Miracle, and I am hoping you're enjoying the podcast series we're on now. Last week, we started on the series called Covenant. This is part two of the Covenant series called The Blood. But I just want to do a little review from last week. The Covenant, the, the all about the suzerainty and suzerainty and this what is a suzerain and um yeah before i get into the blood i just wanted to you know go back over a little bit of of last week's i think it's really important that we catch what i um was laying out before you as a feast last week and a little bit of an overview of the abrahamic covenant in which we are grafted into we've been grafted into as true israelites into the line of Abraham by faith in what the blood of Jesus Christ did. And because the promise was made to Abraham and his seed. And uh, that is found in um, Genesis chapter 17. It says, I will establish my covenant between me and you and your descendants. That word actual descendants there is the seed. It's, it's Zerah, the Hebrew word Zerah, and it means seed. Uh, after So then it says to your seed and after you in their generation for an everlasting covenant to be God to you and to your seed or your and your descendants after you. And then in Galatians 3.16, it says now to Abraham and his seed where were the promises made. He does not say, and to seeds, as many, but as of one, and to your seed, who is Christ. So the promise was made, the covenant was made with Abraham and Jesus Christ, or Abraham and the seed. And we we see the seed also mentioned in Genesis, where the seed of the woman would crush the head of the serpent. The seed is Jesus Christ. So... Anyway, um, the Abrahamic covenant that was made, and I just did a quick overview. It was called the suzerainty. Suzerainty is a relationship in which one state or other polity controls foreign policy and relations, relations of a tributary state while allowing the tributary state to have internal autonomy. The dominant state is called the suzerain. So this is an ancient Hittite um, uh, covenant. And why am I using a a Hittite covenant? I'm not using it. That's what what God used to, to explain the things of his day. God will speak to you in your language of your day. And so he was using the language of the day of suzerainty, sorry, suzerainty, in in making a covenant with Abraham. And so basically, um, well, let me just read Genesis chapter 15, verse 17. 
and it says, And it came to pass when the sun went down and it was dark, that behold, there was appeared a smoking oven and a burning torch that passed between those pieces. On the same day, the Lord made covenant with Abraham, saying to your descendants, or, uh, I will give this land from the river of Egypt to the great river, the river of Euphrates, the Kenites, the, the Kenazites, the Cadmonites, the Hittites, the Perizzites, Rephraim, the Amorites, the Canaanites, and the Girgashites, and the Jebusites. This is, so God promised Abraham the, the promised land. He covenanted with him that day. So what actually happened, and I'll just, I won't uh, uh, read it anymore. I'm going to tell you what happened that day. God actually, he said, call forth and bring to me, let me just find exactly the animals, bring a three-year-old heifer, a three-year-old female goat, a three-year-old uh, ram, a turtle dove, and a young pigeon. Then he brought these piece, these to him and cut them in two down the middle and placed each opposite the other side. So what, uh, what happens with when uh, uh, a suzerainty, of covenant was made is they would take these animals and they would cut them in two and they would make a bloody trough and these two people that would make a covenant would would have their royal priesthood or their their garments on and they would walk through the the bloody trough and so whatever they were making covenant whether as you know land or or peace or or what, what they were making covenant and so when they would they would actually walk through and they would soak up the blood into their garments and they would stand on the other side and they say may worse things happen to us if we go against this covenant that we made to us worse things than happen to these animals okay so but the here the here the deal is when it came to making covenant with abraham god put abraham to sleep and God himself walked through the bloody trough and God himself swore to himself that he would keep the covenant. And the beautiful thing about the Abrahamic covenant in which you and I have been grafted into through Jesus Christ is that he is the keeper of the covenant. Say this after me. God is the keeper of the covenant. I am the believer of the covenant. So it's all about you believing. Everything is about you believing. And that's that's another topic that we're going to have to get into another day. But uh, this, uh, believe and you shall be saved. You just need to believe in the blood that was shed by Jesus Christ and you are saved. You are saved because the blood paid the price. So that's what we might need to get into. This is, I, I don't know if I'm going to be able to cover all the blood because the blood is is the blood the blood the blood of jesus christ the precious blood oh the blood that keeps me strong that keeps me safe from day to day the blood that flows to the highest mountain that, that flows to the lowest valley the blood that keeps me safe day after day after day it's the blood it's the covering of the blood it's the payment of the blood it's the atonement of the blood it's the blood of jesus christ the shed precious blood of jesus christ and i'm gonna ah help me jesus to to lay the foundation in which I need to do this day. So first of all, why the blood? Well, I just shared uh, some of which, but I want to go right back to the beginning. 
uh, um, but uh, let me just read the scripture for you, to you first. Hebrews 9.22. And according to the law, almost all things are purified with blood. And without shedding of blood, there is no remission or forgiveness. Without shedding blood, there is no forgiveness. And then Leviticus 17.11 says, for the, for the life of the flesh is in the blood, and I have given it to you upon the altar to make atonement for your souls for it is the blood that makes atonement for the souls so we're going to get a little bit deep into this today in understanding why the blood so why the blood so the etymology of the hebrew word covenant is bereth or barret some people say barret but it's bereth Bereath comes from the root word bara, which means meat. So when you would say make covenant, you would actually say karat bereath, literally meaning cut meat, because karat means to cut. And, and um, bereath literally means meat. All around the world, people make blood covenants. We don't need to make blood covenants, and, and we'll get into that a little bit more, because Jesus was the final payment. His shed blood, the spotless lamb of Jesus Christ, was the um, propitiation. He was the propitiatory. He was, he was the blood of Jesus Christ paid and made the final payment. So all around the world, there, there are... Um, covenants that were, were made for years and years and years and let, let's go we're going to go right back to the original place where all of the covenants the blood covenants were made around the world and that is found in genesis chapter 3 verse 21 for it, it says here uh genesis chapter 3 verse 21 also for adam and his wife the lord god made tunics of skin and clothed them so what happened was Adam and Eve knew that when they sinned, they, they felt uncovered. They were no longer covered by the glory of God because that's what clothed them. Their, their, glow, their, their uh, clothing was the Lord robe. The, the very glory of the Father covered them. And when, when they sinned, there was a, a separation between God and man. There was this thing that happened where they were no longer covered so they actually sewed together some fig leaves and that's interesting how god uses figs throughout the bible fig leaves throughout the bible and um that's another topic another time but anyway uh so god when when he wanted to atone that means to cover or to coat or to pitch so when atonement when you're being when you're being atoned or there's atonement for sin which is the covering or the coating the covering or the pitching and even with uh noah's ark they pitched within and they pitched without they covered it they sealed it for protection and god killed an animal and i just speculate that that animal was a lamb he made them lambskin coats then lambskin a beautiful apparel but there was the shedding of blood and this is where it all came from so when you want to atone for something, you want to cut or, you, or sorry, you want to coat or cover or pitch for the sins of Adam and Eve or, or the sins of the past, the sins that uh, Adam and Eve did, God 
atoned by covering them. And it's karet barith, meaning to cut meat. And, and maybe that's why I think butchers are like superheroes. Because I just, I mean, I love going to the butchers. <laughs> I got to go to the butchers uh, later on this afternoon. I have a bunch of people coming over for a barbecue after Sunday. Uh, let me know if you're in their area because I, I need to uh, get enough. I need enough meat to cut. I need enough karat barith. <laughs> so there, here, let me just give you an example of another blood covenant that was made years ago. And if, you, if you're married, you, you most likely have a wedding band on your uh, left hand between your, between your longest finger and your, your smallest finger, your pinky finger. You have this other finger called your wedding finger. A lot of people call it the wedding finger. That is where actually the, the, the heartbeat, you can feel it, it and it goes through that finger more than any other finger. And so what they did in making covenants years ago is they would cut around, they make an incision around your finger and then, then you would grasp hands with somebody else and then you would exchange blood and that's what you'd become a blood brother or a blood covenant person and you would actually that's where the ring came from because it, they used to scar there and some people would even put something like gunpowder in there and, and you would see that you're marked and even David Livingston in throughout Africa would he would see all these covenants meaning being made and then you would you would fill it in with gunpowder to see that you're a marked covenant man we you need to be a marked covenant man people will see the marked covenant man that you are when you accept Jesus Christ and and you will uh you will be a marked man that's very important to be a marked man and woman of God so that's where that whole idea of the wedding band come from so that we it's like we're making a blood covenant that it's not really a blood covenant but we're making a a covenant by by putting this ring on that's saying that I'm a marked man for Tammy and, and Tammy's a marked woman for Barry and and so this is where the uh, the blood covenant came into the whole wedding ceremony amen so let me just say this again according to the law almost all things are purified Hebrews chapter 9 verse 22 and are purified with the blood and without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sins. So without the shedding of blood, there is no remission or forgiveness of sin. This is, it's life for life. We read earlier that the life is in the blood. And so what happened is there, there had to be, sacrifices given and all throughout the the old testament i don't know if i'll go back over this and go into more detail about some of the sacrifices that were made and and i'm going to get into some of the you know some of the covenants were made but i, I we have to start really here at the blood it, it is the blood that is very important um that we understand the power of the blood and why the blood, because there's a shedding of blood and Jesus shed the blood. But, but here's the, um, you know, going back to Abraham and you find in Genesis chapter 17, uh, verses one through 14. Um, and I'm going to read a bit of it here. It says, now when Abraham was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to Abraham and said, I am God almighty walk before me and be 
blameless. I will make my covenant between me and you, and I will multiply you exceedingly. Abraham fell on his face, and God talked with him, saying, As for me, behold, my covenant is with you, and you will be the father of a multitude of nations. No longer shall you be named Abram, but your name shall be Abraham. For I have made you the father of a multitude of nations. I will make you exceedingly fruitful, and I will make nations of you, and kings will come from you, and I will establish my covenant between me and you and your seed after you and throughout their generations and after an everlasting covenant as an everlasting covenant as an everlasting covenant to be God to you and to your descendants after you. And I will give you and your descendants after you the land where you are live. You live as a stranger, all the land of Canaan and the everlasting covenant. And I will be your God. Now in verse nine, it says, God said further to Abraham, now as for you, you shall keep my covenant, you and your descendants after throughout their generations. This is my covenant, which you shall keep between me and you and your descendants after you. Every male among you shall be circumcised and you shall be circumcised in the flesh of your foreskin and it shall be the sign of the covenant between me and you and every male among you who is eight days old shall be circumcised throughout your generations including the slaves uh, and foreigners um, and even people who aren't your descendants if you bring them in as a slave uh, is what the, the bible goes on to say here in in this chapter uh, that you would have to even circumcise them so why why is this the way in which God wanted to make covenant. Um, in a, I'm, I'm sorry if it's a little uh, weird that I'm talking about that. I'm not sorry, but I mean, I just, it's, it's, it is a little, it's, it's just, it's just weird. <laughs> but it's, it's meaningful and you need to, we need to understand these things. And that when, when Jesus was eight years old, he was taken into, in, into the uh, temple and he was circumcised on the eighth day. The eighth day, eight is the number of new beginnings. Now, you don't have to be circumcised now if you're a man or, or a woman. I mean, there's circumcisions that happens in Africa amongst women and, and you don't have to do circumcision as a, as a male child. Now you are not a, a Jew according to flesh. You're a Jew according to faith and you become a, a true Israelite and your heart is being circumcised. It's your heart that needs to be circumcised. But this here is, is all leading up and this is the foundation and why the circumcision uh, would happen to the to the man is because of that procreation it's the seed but it's also the cutting off of the flesh but also it is to the generations that would come a blood covenant was made and it was reaffirmed every time that, that um circumcision would happen and so this this is the power of the blood the blood covenant if without the shedding of blood there's no remission of sins but then it goes all the way up into um even into the, the the Lord's Supper. And so our hearts are being circumcised and there there, there is Jesus. 
shed his blood for us. And he begins to talk about it even when he institutes the Lord's Supper. He is shedding his blood. He is giving his life. And the blood covenant went all the way through the ages and through all the covenants right up into that moment that Jesus laid down his life. And so I'm going to bring back another word that we used over the last series. It was sumphotos when um, the last series that we were on and, and talking about the new creation and um, and how that we were united together through the whole process. Process. That's what sumphotos means. When when we when Jesus was born, when Jesus grew up a sinless life, when Jesus um, was was um, taken and beaten, and and then he was put upon the cross, and he died, and then he was buried, and then he was resurrected, and then he um, ascended, and then he sat down, at, ruling and reigning. If you have accepted the blood of Jesus Christ as the payment for your life, then you have come into Christ. The Holy Spirit has come into you and you have become one with the Spirit of God. The blood is the mercy and, and, and grace is the Spirit. You are born again because of the blood and the Spirit. The blood of Jesus Christ and the Spirit of the living God that came into your life. But it's the blood that is given at total accessibility to the throne of God, to the grace of God, to the Spirit of God, and the Spirit of God coming into your life, and you have become one with the Spirit of the living God. Why? Because of the shedding of the blood that Jesus did at Calvary. When he shed his blood and it was finished, the payment was made, justification was made. He was not raised to, to give you justification. He was raised from the dead showing the justification. The, the payment this is why the cross is still really, 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 really important. And don't let people take the cross out of Christianity in from, for the love of all that is pure and holy. Do not buy a Bible that has taken out the blood out of it. There was a Bible that was trying to be produced. And I think they did. They, I'm not even going to mention the, the publisher that did it. But they took the blood out of it. If you take the blood out of it, you take salvation out from mankind. The blood of that is shed is only the only time that the blood that that, that man can be saved from sins. So the old covenant, we don't we don't sacrifice animals. We we don't even have to circumcise. The men, we don't even have to circumcise the babies on the eighth day. None of those things have to be done. Jesus came and fulfilled the whole law and became the sacrificial lamb that shed his blood on Calvary. There's actually seven different places where God shed his blood. And I did a, a whole um, a study series, a, a, a podcast on the seven places where God shed his blood for your perfect uh, redemption. Here, let me, let me just um, share these with you one more time. There are seven places where Jesus Christ shed his blood uh, on the roadway and on the pathway 
to our redemption. So first of all, he was in the garden and through his obedience, um, he, he went to the, he was praying and, and, and in the garden of Gethsemane that what was lost in the garden of Eden was gained, that the, the intimacy was gained back as, as obedience replaced disobedience. Where, where Jesus went in, and, and even though he knew everything that was about to happen to him, he, he said, not my will, but thy will be done. Obedience in a garden redeemed the intimacy that was lost in the garden. He shed his blood, as the Bible says, as, if, as great drops of blood that he sweat out of his pores. The, the whole weight of the world is coming upon him and he's feeling the stress and the pressure and i and i remember and i and i say this even in that other podcast but i remember tammy giving birth i was there for all five of our children's birth and i remember her pushing so hard that she began to pop vessels in her forehead don't tell me that jesus didn't shed blood in the garden because of the weight of the world and what he was about to birth was the new kingdom and the new the new creation was about to be birthed the second place that, that God shed his blood for your perfect redemption was around his mouth and where he was beaten, where, where uh, the places where uh, um, you, you lied, the places where uh, uh, that you, you said all manner of evil against somebody and accused people and, and swore and, and all these things. He paid by the beatings that he took and the tearing out of his beard um, um, when he was being prosecuted. And then by his stripes we were healed. The third, the third place where Jesus shed was by his stripes. And 1 Peter 2.24 says, by his stripes we were healed. So every sickness and every disease that would ever try to come upon your body, he paid the blood. The blood was shed so that you could be healed and, and delivered. And, and then the, the, the fourth place was the crown of thorns where the centurions wove together and, and put a crown of thorns upon the head of Jesus. And Jesus began to pay the price for, the, for your, your mind to be saved, your soul, your, your, your um, ability to think properly. He paid the price so that your mind would not be pierced. He shed his blood from, from his head, showing you prophetically that you would no longer have to pay the price. Uh, he paid the price. And this is the whole point. The shedding of the blood in these different areas as he was going towards the cross and even when he was on the cross was paying by his blood for your total and complete restoration and redemption he then bled in his hands and then he bled in his feet and every time that you punch somebody every time you abuse somebody every time you walked into a place this is the fifth and sixth time the hands and the feet where they were nailed to the cross and he bled as he was on the cross. And, and every time you walked into a, a, a wrong place and you walked into the, the area where that uh, uh, affair happened or, what, or you walked into an area that you never should have been in and, and, you, and you stole with your hands, all these things have been paid for by the blood of Jesus Christ. And then the seventh place where, uh, where he shed his blood was when he was already dead. Uh, they pierced the side and blood and water came out. The blood representing accessibility for the Holy Spirit to come into your heart. The water representing the spirit of life. These are the areas in which Jesus shed his blood so that you could have 
total redemption. So the blood, why is the blood important? Because without the shedding of blood, there's no payment. There has to be a payment. And when you receive the payment of the blood of Jesus Christ, that's based upon throughout the whole covenants. And you can see the typology in the Christology. And you can see the typology of Christ in all of the Old Testament and leading right up into the new covenant that was absolutely purchased by the blood of Jesus Christ. So I hope that this is brought a, another another level you of understanding your new creation and understanding some of the covenants and why the shedding of the blood because there is payment made and i want to tell you ladies and gentlemen it's about time that god got what he paid for it's about time that jesus christ got what he paid for and that's your absolute salvation deliverance and healing he wants to heal you he wants to deliver you the payment has been made the blood has been shed by the perfect spotless lamb of god and he is resurrected and he has ascended and he has sit, sat down and you have participated in it all because you were together with him through the whole process when you accept the payment of the blood of Jesus Christ, creating accessibility to all the promises. You need to get into the Bible. You need to understand that the promises of God are yes and amen to them that believe. What are you believing in? So this, I want to end it with here. What are you believing in? You cannot have your faith in what you're about to do. I don't care what the dream is. I don't care what the vision is. I don't care what, what the prophecy is. Don't put your faith in what you're about to do. Put your hope in that. But you need to put your faith in, in, in Jesus Christ and him crucified. What does that mean? All the shedding of the blood, all the payment that Jesus made. This is why you will live long life. This is why you'll have longevity and you'll have legacy and you'll have health. Not because you put your faith in your great thoughts or your great dreams or your great um, um, purposes or your, your, the, the great prophecy that was put over your life or the vision that you had or 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 the legacy that you think you're gonna have don't put your faith in those things have faith in god and have your hope in the vision have your hope in the dream have your hope in these things but your 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 fulfillment and and the ability for you to have longevity and legacy and health in life is putting your faith in jesus christ and his sacrifice the, his blood and body sacrifice Christ. make much of the blood of jesus christ and he will make much of your life make much of the blood thank him plead the blood use the blood speak of the blood uh, plead the blood of jesus christ against the adversary use the blood in your prayers in your your um intercession Plead the blood of Jesus Christ over your children as a protection. The word plead is actually a legal term. That means it means this is the legal right. This is my right. You need to stand on the authority of the shed blood of Jesus Christ and speak forth with authority and say, no, you cannot 
touch me. The blood of Jesus Christ is against you. No, you cannot touch my stuff or you especially can't touch my family because the blood of Jesus Christ is against you, devil. You shut your mouth and you come down right now. You are not allowed. The blood of Jesus Christ is against you, spirit of infirmity. You shut your mouth today. You get off of God's people in Jesus' mighty name. I want you to make much of the blood, use the blood, speak the blood, plead the blood, and you put your faith in the shedding of the blood in the body sacrifice of Jesus Christ and what he did on Calvary and then became the, the very one that would fulfill his will. He was resurrected from the dead. I know that's ultimately important, but if there is no shedding of sins, there is no restitution. There is no restoration and there's no redemption. But thank God he did. And you can put your faith in the shed blood of Jesus Christ founded upon the word of God, complete throughout all of the Bible. It's all about the blood, ladies and gentlemen. That's why. That's the why. So bless you guys. Once again, I hope you're receiving much from these podcasts. If you want to learn more about Barry Miracle or Take Charge Ministries or Wake Up Into Your Dream, please go to my website at www.barrymiracle.ca or if you want to go to wakeupintoyourdream.com, they both will take you to my website. But I would love for you to uh, get some more of our material, maybe connect with us, leave your email, and we'll, we'll get some stuff out to you. You can purchase my book called Wake Up Into Your Dream. Uh, I think you'd find it fantastic and help you so much. Um, and, and if you feel that you want, want to hear me still uh, and you want to uh, provide a way in which I can still, you know, buy these podcasts, uh, they cost me about $6,000 U.S. every year to produce these. And uh, then I have other expenses and going places. I want to be able to go places and not have ex um finances keep me from going so if you want to sow into our ministry please go to our website and you can give by, give by paypal there uh anyway bless you guys thank you and uh until next week very miracle sign now bye bye thanks again for joining us today on wake up into your dream my great friend Tony Fitzgerald would say you have two great days in your life, the day you were born and the day you discovered why. In these podcasts, I'm hoping this is true, that you are having aha moments and great moments of getting introduced to the true you because your whole world is waiting for the authentic you to show up. If you're enjoying these podcasts, please go to www.barrymiracle.ca. You can check out my book, Wake Up Into Your Dream. You can connect. You can see where we're going to be live in the future. And uh, you can just connect with us then. But this is Barry Miracle, your dream coach, signing off for now. We'll talk to you next week.